This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in this week. I'm Peter Moses. Mike Benner right here. We just want to encourage you guys to like and subscribe, five-star us on the iTunes, the Instagram, and the Twitters. We'd really appreciate it. We've got some funny stuff going on on the Instagrams, and I uh, hope you enjoy today's episode. Yeah, if you leave us a, a nice review or a mean review, we'll uh, shout you out Either on, way. The, on the podcast. In fact, be mean. I want to be, yeah. Yeah, the only mean one is you saying how much you don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. Enjoy Still five stars, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. And, we, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, enjoy the show. Buds. My name is Peter Moses. My name is Mike Benner. We are Jamelis this week. Jamelis in Washington D.C. Uh, doing comedy shows. Return to the festival. Mecca. Yeah, he went home. His team got too good. He had to go home. Yeah. Even though they're on the West Coast right now, he was like, "I just have to be there." Jamel's definitely been avoiding speaking to me about all things basketball. Even though we haven't seen each other a lot recently, I can tell he's like, it's getting too real for him. He wants to beat you bad. I know. He wants to hurt you. I don't blame him. Jamal said he was going to murder me last week. When you what? Talked about how the Wizards are good? No, it's just I, I said <laughs> if Nikki was saying that uh, if I tweeted my address out, someone would come <laughs> murder me. And then I was like, no one would come murder me. Nobody cares. And then Jamel said, I would come murder you. <laughs> Jamel wants to kill me. He's not in a good place right now. No, he's not a perfect person. Look, I get it. There are many things he wished. I don't want to do. make it about myself, Who's but staying? I'm wearing two pieces of Cavs gear, and you're wearing Cavs gear. And before the Cavs won the championship, them doing well was just more painful than them sucking. And that's where he is right now. It's like too real for him. So you think the Wizards are going to win the championship? I think the Wizards and the Rockets are going to be in the finals this year. All right. You heard it here first. Wizards, Rockets, NBA finals yeah. come June. Uh, Peter Moses, mark it down. Mark it down. Peter- April Fool's Day. Peter, what do you say we just do a rapid-fire episode, uh, another uh, another installment of hello or hell no? I mean, I think it was a huge hit, so I say hello. All right. Hello to hello or hell no. Oh, you know what? I guess maybe I should explain what hello or hell no is. Rapid-fire, like we say hello if we're interested and want to talk about it, and hell no if we just want to blow right by it because it's boring. You nailed it. I'm going to drop that in hello. earlier. Jason says hell no. Uh, yeah. Peter. Michael. Hello or hell no. Uh, Draymond Green was charged with a simple offensive foul after purposely punching James Harden's currently injured left wrist last night. Hello or hell no. Hell no because hello. Oh, so you want to say hello to it just so you can say hell no? Well, like, does this surprise anyone? No, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. After the game, he uh, he said he did it. Because James Harden kept pinching him yeah. <laughs> and then said that James Harden is, quote, pretty adolescent. 
Like, again, Draymond the guy who lost a championship because he decided to punch LeBron in the dick. Yeah, like Draymond th- the guy who can't uh, get fouled without jump kicking someone in the face. Or balls. Or balls. Or just kicking people in the balls, not yeah. everyone who's shooting. And can't justify it, or just says it's his natural body motion to kick his leg over his fucking head. Draymond Green, he, he should get... He, I think the league should find him for... Mm. If, have you seen the video? I've not seen the video yet, but here's he, my question. He cocks back and just punches them in the left wrist. Look, Draymond is, uh, knows what I know, that uh, they should be afraid of the Rockets, even though they lost two games to them. And I, didn't, I haven't watched last night's game yet, which was, by the time you hear this, will be three days old. Yeah. So let's just pretend I did. The Warriors won. The Warriors won. But the Rockets are still the deeper team, and if they meet, they're going to meet in the second round of the playoffs, which means the Rockets are going to be feeling themselves. And I think the Warriors' depth is going to be their biggest uh, their biggest weakness. And I think that Draymond punching James Harden is like any superhero movie. It's like when uh, Bane broke Batman's back. You know, you so got to break him like, down just so you can build like him back up. This is the midpoint of the movie. This is like uh, yeah, this is the midpoint. Yeah, or like the dark darkness all comes around you. You know, like I don't know. Oh, like the what's what are the, what's the term? The save the cat term? Like all is lost or whatever? Or like bad guys close in. That's, that's what it, it is. <laughs> the bad guys. Yeah, this is the bad guys yeah. close in God. for James Harden's Batman movie. They hate us so much right now. Hey, man, this is our, just appealing to our audience of um, 11 people who maybe like to write. But it's just like I can't, I, I can't be mad anymore. Although, okay, Mike, I have a question for you. What would you want Draymond to say? Like what? Because like what could he actually say that wouldn't get him fined anyways? Being like, yeah, absolutely, I'm trying to fuck that dude up. There's nothing. It's not about it's actions. I want him not to be punching people in the wrist. I want him not to be kicking Stephen Adams in the dick. I want him not to be swiping at LeBron's balls. Although the fact that he did that led to the Cavs winning a championship. Like I just want him to not be a dirty, annoying player. He's a good player. He's super fucking talented. He's great. But then it's hard to root for him when he's then kicking people and punching James Harden in the wrist. It's amazing how soft the NBA is where, like, no one will just go after him. Like, no, yeah, no one will, like, no one actually goes after him. Like, if any, like, I wish someone would go after him the way Robin Lopez and Serge Ibaka went after each other. So you wish a motherfucker would? Yeah, absolutely. Don't you? It's like he, I feel like he and Isaiah Thomas actually have a very similar kind of, like, relationship to the rest of the league where... Isaiah Thomas is like five foot four, but also tough as fuck. And no one's just going to go in and hammer him. He just gets to like dance around the lane like an actual little leprechaun and like put up amazing shots and floaters because no one's ever going to put a body on him. And Draymond Green does the same thing as like a Rodman Barkley esque enforcer because or, cause there's no one else around. No one would ever like get up in his face because I don't know. The league is soft. Uh, idea. You ready? Charity boxing match between Isaiah Thomas and Draymond Green. Can we stack Isaiah? Full foot of height between them, 13 <laughs> inches. Uh, Draymond probably outweighs him by what, like 300 pounds? I don't Can know, Isaiah Thomas like put on a trench coat and sit on like Terry Rozier's shoulders or something like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. And uh, all the money goes towards the Airbuds Patreon <laughs> account. That we haven't started yet? That we probably won't start. I don't want well, to money for this. Yeah. Well, Moving on. So that's that's a that's I'm a, suspicious that's, if anybody wants to give us money for this. Yeah, seriously, why why are you even? It costs you too much just to click subscribe to this free podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, don't donate, just subscribe. Yeah. So big hell no to Draymond Green. Get the hell out of here, you fucking big idiot. fuck you, man. Yeah. You are a bummer. Uh, You're gonna cost your team another championship. Hello or hell no. 
James Harden needs rest. Oh, you mean the guy who was talking about like how you're like basically a huge pussball if you rest at all needs to rest? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Hello. Uh, he's his okay. So oh, it's so interesting. Oh, Patrick Beverly, who's been hurt all the time, complaining about rest. Oh, hello, but, hello, guys. That's so funny to hear you guys kvetch about rest. Also, it's funny that the NBA commissioner came out during the All Star weekend and was like, "We know that fatigue causes injuries." Yeah, but our schedule I mean, is also Harden, still ridiculous. Oh, hello, everybody. His wrist is injured right now. Yeah, he's playing with an injured left wrist. He's a left-handed shooter. And he doesn't want to rest because basically it's pretty clear that he just wants to win the MVP, and he feels like if he if he sits and Russ keeps going, then he's gonna Russ is gonna win the MVP, right? I mean, or LeBron. LeBron's not gonna win the MVP. LeBron should be the MVP. If they if they LeBron should be the if MVP they finish every year. above the Celtics, uh, if they finish in first place, he's got a pretty good shot, I think. Especially if Harden has to sit. So I say uh, hello to the bench uh, for James Harden's butt because he should sit down if he wants to be healthy in May. Absolutely. You have Eric Gordon and Lou Williams for a reason. You are the deepest team in the West. Don't be selfish. Rapid fire. Hello. Hell knows. Ready? Yeah. Hall of Fame selections were announced. I'm going to read some names and you tell me hello if if you think they deserve it or hell no if you're just like, I don't care. Ready? Born ready. Tracy McGrady. Hello. Rebecca Lobo. Hello. Jerry Krause. Hell no. <laughs> well, okay, well, let's talk about that for a second. Why not? Is he the one who just died? He did die. Do you, uh, think, that, you think that's why he got in? I think that, like, I don't know. I can't speak to, like, the cat moves of, like, the, the Bulls, but he had Michael Jordan. Yeah. And also, like, you guys sucked ass forever after Michael Jordan. So, I mean, how long was he, like... Sure. Hello. You're dead. Good. Good for you. Oh man. I don't know. What do you want from me, man? Uh, R.I.P. Uh, a billionaire. Who, yeah. R.I.P. Like a billionaire who thought. like was gifted Michael Jordan, and yeah. like then like his legacy was cemented forever. He was born on third base, and then Michael Jordan joined his baseball team, <laughs> <laughs> and would, like hit it inside the park home run, and like yelled at him to run home. Yeah. Hello or hell no. Uh, former Harlem Globetrotters Zach Clayton and Manny Jackson. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Why hello? Globetrot- did, you, did you ever see the Globetrotters when you were a kid? Yeah. On like TV. I've never been to a game. Oh, I went to I went to one when I was younger. It was a ton of fun. I think I'm going to go hell no because they're not because it's not basketball. It's theater slash like Cirque du Soleil. Like it's slash not- basketball. The, that's my three favorite things. Why? Well, okay. I just the only feel- thing that would make it better is if it was a musical. The games were fixed. Yeah. They won every game. Yeah. So how, why are they getting into the Basketball Hall of Fame? It's, basketball is a sport that's competitive. What they're doing is more theater. What they're doing is wrestling. People love wrestling. They're talented athletes, sure. Okay, so do you think like Hulk Hogan should be in the Boxing Hall of Fame? Did he box? No, but wrestling is basically boxing with theatrics and kicks. Or professional, like, WWE wrestling, not, like... Well, I bet there's a WWE Hall of Fame. Is there a WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah, if they're going to go there, not going to go to the Boxing Hall of Fame. That's weird. Is Hulk Hogan going to go to the Golf Hall of Fame, Mike? Yeah, I bet he golfs. Why not? Sure. But you better figure out something to do with all that Gawker money now. Yeah. If there's a WWE Hall of Fame... That's weird to me, because that's like being, like, Nickelodeon has its own Hall of Fame and, like, inducts, like, Keenan and Kel into it, you know? I mean, people would go to that. 
the Nickelodeon Hall of Fame. Yeah. Who's who's in your Nickelodeon Hall of Fame? Uh, Keenan and Kel. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the time you, you grew up in a little bit. Uh, what about the cast of Salute Your Shorts? For sure. Donkey Salute Your Lips Shorts. is a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> Budnick, all-time goat. Camp Aunt Noana, we hold you in our hearts. You know who's not getting into it? Ugly. Wait, Get out of here, Ugg. Wait, why Why do you talk about the... What's wrong? Why do you hate the Globetrotters? I, I, it's fine. I'm just like it's not basketball. It's not competitive. Like they didn't... Tracy McGrady worked for like 12 years to try to win a championship, totaled away, ruined his body, didn't make it. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because he was a competitive player and an all-time great. These guys like dribbled on their knees around like the Washington generals who were like paid actors who pretended to not to be able to. No, they're like college basketball players. They like, they, they get some run in. They always lose, but they get some run in. I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're okay, if we're electing, I think Harlem Globetrotters to, to the Hall of Fame. I think then we should... should be electing mascots to the Hall of Fame. Sure. Okay, then I'm fine with that. Hello, then. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, let's move on. Hello or hell no? Kyrie Irving is the Cavs' number one enforcer now. Hell no. All right. You didn't see this last night, so uh, I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna tell you what happened. Hell no. I, I, I watched the game. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you see Kyrie shove Justin Anderson into the stands? Yeah, he's badass. He's trying to trying to protect LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that means that uh, Kyrie is now the toughest guy. Like, what happened to Channing Tatum being I, the enforcer? Well, Channing Tatum. What about him? Channing Fry. Oh yeah, Channing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the Cavs should sign Channing Tatum. The Cavs should sign Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, they should actually do like they should actually just sign Jonah Hill too, so that he can kind of be like like Channing Tatum's like uh, Damon Jones, you know, yeah. like behind the bench. Mm-hmm. So they could just kind of have like their rapport, but he can still deliver the goods. Can't believe I said Channing Tatum. You should put in my pony. Right now. It's all going to be under this entire thing. Great. Um, Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL, both great movies. I'm going to go ahead and say. Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. Wait, uh, I watched the condensed game. What quarter did he push him in? It was literally like the score six four. Cavs were up by two in like the first quarter, and Justin Jamal. Anderson shoved LeBron inadvertently or not. I, it was hard to tell, but LeBron fell to the floor, and then uh, Kyrie moments later, uh, Kyrie shoved him in the back, and he Fuck flew yeah. into the stands. Fuck yeah, I'm definitely gonna go watch that and jack off to that later. Oh boy, you're jacking off right now. Well, Peter, I can't do it. Please le- stop. I can do it later too. Oh boy. Uh, I mean, he look whatever might get him to play any defense, but no, it's still Channing Fry. Kind of, but is Channing Fry even the enforcement? Like he was kind of had he had that role briefly last year, and then like I feel like this year he is kind of like he doesn't even see the floor that much. I will say as a quick side note, this game is three or four days old, but there's nothing to get your team feeling good about themselves like just playing your team at like home. The Sixers. Oh my god, you just don't often get blown out like they did last night. That's why if like it was a. That's why I felt like a good win, because I've watched a lot of the Sixers, and you guys have been pretty competitive, so I felt like it was like a good way for the Cavs to just like regain some confidence in their own like abilities. Because yeah. Well, guess what? I, will, I mean, I say this every week, I feel like. Sixers are 28 and 48 right now. They're probably going to win a couple more games. They're going to end up with more than 30 wins. That's an unprecedented improvement from last season. And no one talks about that improvement. I know, yeah. I feel like we, you know, we obviously hit our own teams a lot, but like... You, uh, They're going to win 20 plus more games than they did last year. And people year. still talk about them like they are 
equal to the Brooklyn Nets, which I think is unfair and is like a disrespectful to the young guys that they've had. Like we make fun of TJ McConnell on this podcast, but dude's good for like pretty much like eight, eight and five, at least every yeah. fucking game. They're better than a lot of teams. They're better than the Nets. They're better than uh, arguably the Knicks right now. Yeah. They're better than Orlando, Brooklyn. They're better than the Lakers, Phoenix, uh, Sacramento. I'm going to say they're better than Minnesota, maybe even better than Dallas. So they're like they're firmly like a middle-of-the-road team. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since the All-Star break when Sharich has just been playing out of his mind. I mean, that's the fun thing is you're going to get – I know we're talking about the Sixers now, but you also have basically – three pieces coming back hopefully mm-hmm. to add well, to that. This, this this actually plays uh this tangent plays right into uh, another hello or hell no you ready bring it hello or hell no the kings may or may not be looking to hire sam hinkey hello 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 okay. is it me you're looking for so rumors are that uh they were looking for an executive how do you to... feel about this hello or hell no i mean I think you asked me the other day, like, would I root for the Kings if they hire Hinky? And I'm like, I don't, I don't root for executives. I do. I'm a huge um, Maury head. Boy, I'm gonna say uh, I'm a Maury of this talk. I'm a I'm a Moryite. Boy, but I think one interesting aspect. I'm of a Maury it, baby. Daryl Maury, Houston Rockets. Oh, I thought you were talking about Maury Povich. And Maury Povich. You are not my friend anymore. <laughs> keep talking about this. One interesting thing about. Uh, if Hickey takes over for the Kings, there is a possibility that the Kings get the number one pick in this, this year's draft, right? They're in the running for that. If they get the number one pick, the Sixers have the right to swap that pick. That's amazing. A trade that Hinky negotiated himself last year. So there's a possibility that Hinky <laughs> might take over for the Kings and then have past Hinky steal his number one pick for the team that he's trying to rebuild. Oh, <laughs> damn you, future Hinky! <laughs> yeah. I love that is like an amazing idea for like a time travel film is like go back in time and prevent yourself from making this trade that will hurt you in the future. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to say hello to that because that would just be fucking hilarious. That is amazing. Sam Hickey is like, he's just kind of, he's like, uh, what's his face from being there? I feel like he's just kind of, he's just kind of a semi autistic guy who's stumbling through life. I don't know. But Peter Sellers. Yeah. (laughs) I think you I why not root for him though? He is such an oddball. He's definitely like a Mensa GM. I think uh there's a weird like I I remember reading an article that was like he sets an alarm for every hour yeah. to reflect on, on the past pro- hours yeah. productivity. That's really funny. I mean, I've definitely thought about that recently. I was like, yeah. yeah. He seems like a weirdo, but like also listen, okay, the Sixers right now are set up. Like they are stacked with young players because of him, man. Because of him, but also is a complete teardown and ruining a team for five years. Like, is is that the only way? It's not the only way, but you. It's tough to argue. I'm sure, and like thousands of numbers that we'll never know or understand or care about to back it up is like it's pretty fucking effective. And like, like it definitely probably like ups your percentages to do what he did because you guys sucked for a long ass time and it was really miserable. But now you are one of the best set up teams for like the coming yeah like uh, but then five was, to ten years. It was, but then that whole time players are losing. Like Nerlens Noel wanted out because he just was like, I don't want to be in this losing fucking culture. And he'd been there for three or four years, and he was just like, I need to get out of here. I think your coach is a really good example of, like, finding someone who is going to shape them as players and as, like, young men. Yeah. Because they are literally all children 
who are being given tons of money and taken around all over the country. And to have someone as like well thought out and well, good basketball mind, seems like a smart, good person who's like educating them also like continuing just to be like curious adults. Like, I think that's important. And I think that shows in the way they play. Hey, listen, every group of Muppet babies needs their nanny. We know Muppet Sixers. But they just... uh, Brett Brown's your guy's coach. Muppet Sixers. Joel Embiid's the funny one. Muppet Sixers. Which one of you is Miss Piggy? Who's the the Muppet Babies Miss Piggy of the 76ers, Michael? Sarge is the baby Gonzo. Which one is the chicken that Gonzo fucks? <laughs> that was Ilyasova, but he got traded. Uh, I think McConnell's Kermit. Um, McConnell's Kermit. Covington is Scooter. I don't know who Miss Piggy is. I don't think there is a Miss Piggy on the team. Covington is Scooter, you think? Kind of, yeah. Although I was is, on Instagram Is, is Jamal Anderson Fozzie? You mean Justin Anderson? Justin Anderson Fozzie? No, I think Embiid is Fozzie. Sure. Anderson is like just one of their like the the little flashbacks to the old movies. <laughs> like he's not even he doesn't even register as a real character. He's just a cowboy in an old black and white clip that they interact with. Um, all right, let's move on. Hello or hell no. Big uh, big theme of this year uh, has been the Eastern Conference is good again. I have a theory that maybe they are not actually that good. Interesting. Should hello, I say hello or hello? hello? <laughs> well. Uh, just because it seems like you have a theory, I'll say, hello, Michael. Um, it's not really much of a theory. I just, uh, uh, it had been pointed out in, uh, to me recently that with about a week and a half left of games, there is a possibility for the first time ever that we could have a uh, not one Eastern Conference team finish with 50 wins. Now, that would require the Celtics to like lose their next six games. It would require the Cavs to not win two more games f- before the year's out. But... That's, it's like a historically low number of wins for Eastern Conference teams, and true, true. That's just weird to me because it felt like it felt like this year we were like, oh, the Eastern Conference is good again, right? So the, your theory is that it, they're not that good. Yeah, my theory is that it might be worse than ever. The disparity between the West and the East. Explore this with me. I mean, someone's going to win the the Eastern Conference. I mean, that is like inevitable. Fifty-two wins, fifty-three wins. Yeah. The lowest ever was the 05 Pistons. They won it with 50 wins. So someone's, I mean, Boston's at 49 and Cleveland's at 48. Yeah, so they'd have to, like, basically and lose out. Celtics would have to lose out. Cavs would have to decide they're just going to put all their starters on ice and not, not win anymore. Yeah, I don't know, man. The East is, like, you're, I think you're right. I think, but I think, like, the whole East is just, at like, the middle of the pack a little bit. I think it's, I, I mean, I think it's a lot of different factors. Do you think like, that it's more? Washington is better than everybody thought they were going to be. Yeah, and they would have a much better record if they didn't start out so... Yeah, they started out like 2-10. and Yeah. They're definitely like an elite team. Cleveland is tired and has faced a ton of injuries this whole year. Mm -hmm. Like, faced a ton of fucking injuries. Boston has done pretty much what everyone thought they were going to do. Like, be around like 50 wins or so, and Isaiah Thomas has emerged as an MVP candidate, which is, I mean, faux MVP candidate, I guess. He's faux not, off, he's like, not even, I don't know. I mean, like, he's offensive like a player. He's tier MVP candidate. Maybe, I like him maybe a lot. Maybe he'll be thir- uh, just like the alpha of his team. You know what in I the think about quarter. Isaiah Thomas? I think you said this one time. You can't win a championship when your best player is 5'8. And I think that's absolutely correct. Especially when you just have to, like, sub him out on defense in, like, yeah. last second situations. When, Even Kyrie it, and Kevin Love. 
got the call to play the, the D at the right time. The average point guard these days is probably like what, like six three, six four. Yeah, like you can't. John Wall. We saw John Wall against the Clippers. John Wall, like sometimes, like has the build that looks like he looks like a combination of Kyrie and LeBron. Yeah, like they like the, average them together. Yeah, he's um, John Wall is fucking sweet, man. Yeah, he. So much fun to watch live. He was he, if you watch him on TV and like you were like that guy's quick. Watch him in person. Oh my he god, was he was he torched Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean Chris Paul didn't really care, but he torched him. Hello or hell no. Yeah, whatever. On the, oh, for, on, oh for my theory. Yeah, no, I was just moving on to the next thing. Oh, it's cool. just like it's a half baked theory. I mean, I guess it's just like I mean the the fun stuff about I think the the fun stuff is like Milwaukee, Washington, Miami. Like, those are, like, the cool parts. Like, they're a little bit better, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, like, you know, kind of average it out. I mean, if Miami wasn't sweet, like, Miami kicked the shit out of the Cavs a couple times this year. It's, like, games like that or, like... I think the fun stuff is what those guys are doing out on the court every night. Oh, my God. Let's move on. Hello or hell no. Clippers are going to lose in round one of the playoffs, make little to no changes in the offseason, and run it back again next season. <laughs> I fucking... I don't know. Which, which one do I say if I just hope not? I mean, I'm going to say hell no because I'm just like this is a they are they are not fun to look at. It um, is. And, and they seem just complacent and bored, and they're going to lose to whoever if they play the Jazz or the Rockets. They're going to lose. The Clippers are that couple that is in your group of friends that everyone's like. It's been like a year and a half. How are they still fucking together? They've been fighting for like a year and a half. You're like, why? Like, why do they come to these parties and just, like, go on the other side of the fence and smoke cigarettes and yell at each other, like, every single time we get together? Did this happen last night? At, no, at I'm just, like, not a... No, but, like... Who was it? <laughs> who was it? I'm Peter, sh- no, no one's listening to this. I, Tell I, us, who is it? Um, it was Chris Paul and Blake Griffin were out in the outside. They were, couldn't decide. Like, Chris said he wanted a veggie burger... But Blake was like, I said, I called the last veggie burger. Like, fuck you. And they just went after it. But they ended up making out in the, in the couch for the rest of the night. So it was fine. Good. So that's why they're together. It's just like Chris Paul. It's and, up and down. And Blake Griffin. Like, the sexual tension is electric. I mean, Mike and I went to the, uh, for, for the for the 11 listeners right now, Mike and I went to the Clippers-Wizards game where the Clippers pretty much we're beating them handily the entire game. And yet there is this amazing ability for the Clippers to feel like even when they're up 15, like they're losing by 10. Just in the way that they play, in their body language, and the fact that, like, everybody hates each other. All the, like, it seems like all, like, the fan, like the players hate, like, the fans. The fans don't really even root for the players. The biggest crowd, like, the biggest cheers at Clipper games is when, like, the six-year-old kids came on and played like an intramural game at halftime, and the crowd was like more engaged in that than they were at anything else, or yeah, at the dance was, camp. The cheers are fucking loud as hell when that when the shortest little kid, the kid who's like oh, a foot shorter than the other, there was like got an the adorable ball. little like the, five-year-old. Yeah, the, the whole place like stood arena up. <laughs> like stood up and screamed for this little tiny like three-foot-tall five-year-old who like missed the layup, but like people were just like cheering for this kid and like oh. made this kid's life. And I no just, one's ever cheered for Blake Griffin like that before. No, never. I. I think I posed this question to you earlier. I was like, how different would the Clippers feel if, like, 
and I'm not pulling a Peter and like bringing up the Cavs for no reason. Like if Blake just acted like Joel Embiid for like a minute, if Blake just danced with the cheerleaders or like interacted with the crowd or just fucking cracked a well, smile. That's the weird thing is like he's Mr. Comedy. Like Mr. Like stand up comedy, Mr. Like funny or die comedy, Mr. Like I'm like really good at like acting and doing comedy comedy. And like yet when he's on the court, he becomes like how you would imagine like Tim Allen is on the set of like anything he ever does. Just like a total fucking narcissist and like a complete nightmare to be around. Like there's no joy in anything that he's doing. Like, he seems like he's always, like, pissed or, like, kind of talking in, like, an adversarial way to either the refs, to either his teammates, to the opponents. Like, there's no fun. There's no fun at all. And it's, like, at some point, dude, like, you're the goddamn leader of this team. Like, it sucks that I have to watch you be charming as fuck, like, in, like, the things, like, the videos that they run during the timeouts. And then I see you on the floor, and you're just, like, bummed out to have to be playing basketball. Or at least it so appears. So it's like a... A lot of stand-up comedians where you're like, they're really funny on stage, and then when you try to talk to them, it's just depressing. I guess. But, like, that's, like, when he's getting paid millions of dollars to do. It's like, all right, man, just go hang out at, like, the, the comedy store then. I don't, like... Hey, Blake, I'm going uh, to say to you what I'm sure you've said to plenty of women. Why don't you smile, honey? <laughs> you fucking asshole. We're paying money to see you play. Dude, they, <laughs> like, all of them hate each other. That's yeah. one thing. It's really, like... I know we keep talking about this over and over again, but I don't think there's an organization like it in the NBA, maybe other than, like, the Knicks. But at least the Knicks even are just, like, galvanized by how much they hate their front office. So, like, I feel like everyone loves Carmelo and stuff, even though they're terrible. Like, Clippers all fucking hate each other. It seems that way a lot of the time. It's nuts. They need to just, like, they need to blow it the fuck up. And they need to just change their name. Just, like, do a whole rebrand. Keep Chris Paul. Get rid of everyone else. They're going to move to... Inglewood, right? They're going to move to the Forum? No, I think they're going to move to like the new uh, oh. football stadium. They should just move to the Forum. They should just move to the Forum. Yo, so like, great. just be... Oh, man. You could make the Clippers... You could make the Clippers great for once, for sure. But Steve Ballmer uh, would rather come in and buy a, a new weird Pelican mascot or whatever condor oh, man. thing. And get a bunch of t-shirt cannons and hire a bunch of dancers and just... The Clippers... Guys, listeners, <laughs> let me tell you something. If you're not in L.A. and you've never been to a Clippers game, don't. there is an air of desperation in everything they do. There's just constantly things happening, constantly people coming into the stands and trying to get people to cheer. The fucking bird will not leave anyone alone. He's, <sighs> it's it's frustrating. Like they're, they're trying to engage the audience so hard that it's distracting from the game. And it just feels desperate. In contrast to a Lakers game where the Lakers are the classy, second worst team in the league confident. and they like have like sellout crowds who are all like living and dying off everything that happens on the court. Yeah. It's and about the Lakers what's are, happening on the court. Yeah. They're like, we don't need to throw t shirts out of a cannon at you. Like we don't need to like have giveaways or, or like they didn't even they didn't have fans come on the court and do like half court shots. Like, Not once. Yeah. It's just Although the Lakers we games, were the other time they cheered super loud was for this dude who had a half-court shot um, at the game we were at. And he's oh, like, yeah. And this guy, he was like like 50s, had like a cutoff jersey, like sleeveless. And you're like, all right, we'll see. And he's like, I'm going to go old school. And everyone's like, ha-ha, okay. Sure enough, he sets up at, at half-court half court. and fucking Jerry West, right? Jerry West? No, Jerry uh, or John Barry, right? Brent, uh, yeah, John Barry. John Barry, like underhand, flips it and hit the square yeah. and the rim. And 
nearly banked it in. And again, the whole audience erupted louder than they had for anything that the Clippers did during their rout of a, of a playoff team. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan is the only person on that floor that has any kind of passion or enjoyment, it seems like. It's like... We've been (laughs) talking about this like 10 minutes. I I just can't believe it, man. Like, even when the Cavs sucked balls, like, back in the day, like, you still just, like, felt like you were connected to them as a city. It's just, like, everything about them is, like, an adversarial relationship. Uh, let's 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 finish on on a more lighthearted one. All right, you should cut half this Clippers talk. I'm, I just might do that because it's, <laughs> it's. I'm like I'm feeling down now. I mean, we just need to like go talk to a therapist about it because it yeah. does feel just like like they. That's why they need to clean house. So like, I don't want to give them that much real estate in my life that I bring up how the Clippers suppress me to my therapist. Well, don't get season tickets next year. All right, I, I learned from that mistake. <laughs> I'm not getting season tickets again next year, brother. Because you turns out you can just go to Clippers games for crazy fucking cheap. I can whenever go whenever, you want. yeah. You can just show up to the Staples Center and get like a good ticket for like five dollars because yeah. nobody likes going to those games, <laughs> and people are literally trying to give their tickets away. Well, we have a plan for next year. We'll probably yeah. see. We'll probably see more basketball. Yeah. Uh, this isn't even really a hell over hell no, but a uh, lovely listener uh, Ross Conless uh, wrote in on Twitter. To point out uh, that Channing Frye casually revealed recently that he used to be in a World of Warcraft guild with Tim Duncan and Andrew Karolenko, and they would stay up until 4 a.m. every night during the season playing together. Uh, there's no hell or hell no for that. That's just a delightful little... I want to, like, say hello just to talk about that for a little bit, because as crazy as that sounds, like, those dudes' bodies, like, like, their whole clocks are set up to be, like, peak performance at 8 o'clock at night. So, like, the fact that those guys are going to bed at, like four, five, six in the morning, I don't think is, like, as crazy as it should be because, you know... Because then like, they sleep to noon anyway. Yeah, they're winding down. They, they have a meal afterwards. Some of them go out. Some of them play World of Warcraft. Like, that's uh, that's cool. I will say, I know no one listens to this podcast, but those who do should also be all listening to Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson's podcast because I'm pretty sure that is, like, the future of NBA entertainment um, is, like, getting even more personal with the players. It is the most... It is the most I've learned about, like, basketball, the Cavs, and basketball players as just, like, human beings in, like, such a more fun, intimate way. That, uh, What's it called again? I haven't listened to it yet. You haven't listened to it? It's no, so sir. great. It's so great. You should real. It's, like, mostly doing it on the plane, and uh, it's hosted by Allie Clifton, who's the sideline reporter for the Cavs, the only good part of their broadcasting team. Wait um, a minute. I thought you loved Austin Carr. I have talked shit about Austin Carr, <laughs> and you have defended him and, like, yelled at me. Well, sometimes it's tough with him. <laughs> it's, it's always tough with him. <laughs> when he says things like, if first you don't succeed, try a second time. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, Austin, dude. You're like, oh, man, dude, this really hurts me inside. It's yeah, called Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing. Um, that's fun. Let's, let's listen. Everybody, guys, home, Airbuds, we got homework for you listeners. Go home just and subscribe uh, listen, to this, podcast. To this it's, podcast it's like honestly if you're if, if you're listening to this podcast and you have an interest in like people around basketball talking in and out about it like that's the podcast you should be listening to stop listening to our podcast right now and just go to theirs it's really uh it's fun but i think it's kind of the future it's like getting even more kind of like personal or letting those people kind of like take the microphone in a way that makes them feel those people what do you mean by those people professional basketball players um, <laughs> people who have like an athletic prowess that I admire on a daily basis. Peter, I think it's time we wrap this up. 
Please, God. All that Clippers talk has just got me wiped out. <laughs> Are you going to the game today? Uh, no. All right. Sold those tickets, baby. <laughs> to some Lakers fans? Can cut this up. Probably, yeah. yeah, definitely. Peter, you got anything you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, come check out Mixtape uh, in a couple weeks at the Virgil in Los Angeles. One of my favorite rappers, Sir Walt Grizzly, is going to be there performing, as well as uh, a great lineup of comedians. Um, so, yeah, come check us out Friday, April 14th. That's correct. And uh, we're going to have a good show. Um, check out, also, check out Airbuds Pod on Instagram. We are uh, we're throwing it down pretty hard. There's some good quality content on Airbuds Pod. We capture the best of Jumbotron and in Arena Entertainment and highlight it for you, the viewer. I'm going to go ahead and uh, we haven't gotten any videos uh, in our hashtag CarJamDunks2017 <laughs> campaign. <laughs> so all you listeners, uh, the gauntlet has been thrown down by in last week's episode. We want video of you slam dunking a basketball into the sunroof of a car and then send it to us at AirBudsPod on Twitter, at AirBudsPod on Instagram, AirBudsPodcast at gmail.com. Send us that video and post it on social media. Hashtag it. Car Jam Dunks 2017. <laughs> we want to see you slamming that ball into that sunroof, baby. Anything else? Yeah, if you're in LA, we'll have you on the pod if you do it. Oh, for sure. If yeah. you're in Los Angeles, or you're going to be in Los Angeles. Yeah, we'll absolutely you have you on the pod. Slam if you want to just get on this pod, yeah. just do a, a Car Jam Slam Dunk. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Airbuds Pod, at Airbuds Pod on Instagram. Follow That's Jamel at Nonprofit Comic and Broccoli House. At Broccoli House on Instagram. Uh, and then, yeah, review us on iTunes, give us five stars, and we'll give you a shout out. All right. Peace. Bye bye.